Hey Westlight, how are y'all doing? We're continuing our series entitled Fuel Up, where we're learning how our relationships can help us feel refueled or refreshed in our lives. And today, we're gonna shift our focus and talk about the importance of providing reality or providing feedback to others. And I wanna start off today by asking you this question. What truth does God want you to share with others? Now, the assumption behind this question is that feedback is helpful. And even though feedback is really painful to receive and to hear, we can all agree that it's helpful and beneficial to us. And why is this? And I think that this is because we all have blind spots. Just like in driving, where we need to turn our shoulder or use a blind spot mirror to identify and find that blind spot. In life, we need close friends who can metaphorically turn our shoulder and help us to identify those blind spots so that we don't unintentionally or inadvertently hurt or harm others. Now this person in my life, this blind spot mirror who helps me identify my blind spot, his name is Patrick and many of you know him, but I've known him since junior high. And just two months ago in January, uh, we hung out together and he gave me some feedback. He said, Tim, you need to smile more. And my reaction was, what? Are you serious? I smile all the time, what are you talking about? But after he brought this to light, I realized, you know what, he has a point, and he's right. A lot of times when I walk around the office, see clients, even at church, I walk around with a scowl on my face, and I come across as overly serious. And so I appreciate Patrick for illuminating this blind spot in my life. And I'm also grateful for Patrick because when he provides me the feedback, he provides it in such a, a sensitive way. And some of you are familiar with the TAIL method, T-A-I-L, and I want to briefly explain what that is. So the T stands for when we provide feedback to others, we use tentative language instead of absolute language. A stands for asking for their permission. Do you want to receive this feedback, Tim? And if he says no, then don't provide the feedback. The I stands for using I language instead of using you language, which could come off as accusatory. And the L stands for relational leverage meaning we're gonna be more successful when we provide feedback to people uh, with whom we are in close and intimate relationships with as opposed to superficial relationships. And while this tail method is really helpful, at times we can have the most perfectly crafted form of feedback and deliver it in the most sensitive way, but it can fall on deaf ears, it can result in conflict, or even worse, it could be a relational impact. And why is that? A 2016 study uh, by Cries and colleagues, they examined smiling in different countries and how people interpret smiling. They found that people from Switzerland associated smiling with trustworthiness and intelligence, but that people from Japan, Argentina, and India, when they viewed people who smiled, they viewed them as less intelligent and less trustworthy. And so this, this study, it highlights a fact that culture has a major impact on how we interpret or form or understand our truth. So when we're providing feedback to others, our feedback is going to be based upon a truth that makes sense to us. And so to put it simply, feedback is inevitably based in relative truth. So the question then becomes, how can our feedback be based not in relative truth, but in absolute truth? An absolute truth that transcends time, space, and culture. Now, I brought this question recently 
uh, at a staff meeting with our pastoral staff. And Pastor Stan, he said, you know what, Tim? I think you're going to find your answer in Ephesians 2.10. And so I want to share that passage with you today. And it reads, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things He has planned for us long ago. And the Greek word for masterpiece is poema. And some scholars have argued that this is where we get the word poem from. And how often do we look at others and ourselves and say, we are God's masterpiece. We are God's poem. And yet the Bible is full of passages that speak of God's depth of love for us and His care for us. For example, Isaiah 64, 8 states that we are the work of His hand. Zephaniah 3, 17 states that God takes great delight in us and He rejoices over us with singing. Romans 8 states that nothing can separate us from the love of God. In his book, The Problem of Pain, C.S. Lewis writes, We are not metaphorically, but in very truth, a divine work of art. And C.S. Lewis is affirming the fact that we are God's masterpiece, that we are a divine work of art. And this is the absolute truth that transcends time, space, and culture. This is the absolute truth that as believers we hold on to. This is the absolute truth that our feedback needs to be based upon. And I want to share a time with you when some individual shared this absolute truth with me. And this individual was my father. About 10 years ago, my father had a major health scare and we were all thinking the worst. And many of you know my father. He's a man of few words. He is uh, more to himself and he's not very verbose, but he was intentional and he made it a point to individually write myself, my brother, and my sister a letter. And I wanna share that letter with you today. So he writes, Dear Timothy, these last few months recovering from my illness have given me pause to reflect on my mortality and what I wanna be or do for the remainder of my life's journey. Among other things, I want to be a better father to you. Not that you need any more parenting, but I'll forever see you as my son. So I'm working on seeing and treating you as one of my closest friends. Since I don't verbalize many positive feelings, I want to let you know I'm very proud of all your accomplishments. But I'm even more content because of your positive character. You are self-confident without being arrogant. You are diligent and still have fun. You are responsive to others and non-judgmental. I've appreciated your care and concerns that I hope I can return to you. And as your father, I want to remain active in your life as it unfolds and to assure you of my love for you. You see, in the midst of my father realizing that his days might be numbered, he made it a point to tell me this absolute truth, that he's proud of me, that he appreciates my accomplishments, and that he really is, I'm happy to be my father. And I really appreciate that. He actually didn't use any spiritual language. He didn't say that, oh, Tim, you are God's masterpiece. Oh, Tim, God is proud of you. But he made it personal. And he spoke truly from his heart. And he said, Tim, I'm proud of you. And I appreciate it because I know that that's a reflection of God's feelings towards me, that God is proud of me. Many of you know Tim and Bill from church. And uh, Bill, he recently had knee surgery, and Tim has been so kind to help him and care for him and cook for him while Bill is recovering. And they have such a, a neat dynamic, and many of you would agree with me with that. 
And I recently had a, a time to visit with them and chat with them, and I asked them to share how they feel, with one an, uh, feel about one another. And so here's this clip. Uh, I had the opportunity to, uh, to be able to be uh, Tim's father uh, in a very special way because I got to raise my two oldest boys by myself. Had a lot of help, community help. Um, but the main thing was that because of the, uh, of the actions that I took in my life of drinking alcohol and using drugs, I really had a uh, very uh, strange attitude on how to raise two boys. I, did, I, I got them from their mother and they just happened to show up on my doorstep, basically. And, but it was good because of the fact that uh, uh, Tim was, he wore his life on his sleeve, his little brother wore, he didn't wear his life, you know, and so, uh, but for me, it was all about, uh, I could give them love, but I really, I didn't think I was a good father until I got sober in 1985, but uh, I, I really had the opportunity to uh, sh share love with them and to and try to teach them all about uh, life. And uh, the main thing was to treat people how you'd want to be treated, and uh, um, and about the fact that uh, treat people equally. You know, we I really really stressed that. And uh, but as it turned out. By when I had my stroke in 2016, then Tim came out here to live with me. It was a way for me to give back of what we call in, in Alcoholics Anonymous is, uh, you know, you're able to uh, share with, with your loved ones how you, you know, make amends for all the wrongings that you did. And this way I get to make a living men's with Tim. And, that, and that's the most important thing to me. I did appreciate what you said. And, and I agree with you. I think that uh, you've been an inspiration and a big help in my life and supportive. Uh, even when I didn't need it, didn't want it. And you were always there for me. Gave me good advice I never took. And now I realize I should have taken a lot more of it. Um, You've been a great example of what it is to be somebody without prejudice and being caring and giving the shirt off your back to anybody, no matter what, and just being helpful overall. And I think I tried to emulate the best I could in your honor and for you know being thankful for it. Um, I love you and I believe it's divine intervention that I came back from Nebraska to take care of you, not because you're stroke, but because of me losing my job and just all the circumstances. Wouldn't trade it for the world finding Westlight and uh, thanks to Lorraine being with you in the doctor office and all the people and the family we have here in the church. And uh, I love every day with you and I learn and, and we're so much alike and so close to age that uh, it's more like brothers and friends than father and son. But um, I'm very proud of you as a father and all the things that you made strides to better yourself and all of us and, and to keep peace in the family and, and show how you can go to the bottom of life and come back up and, and you know, be part of the, the best part of it. And uh, I'm very appreciative for that. It's so humbling to hear Bill vulnerably share 
that he didn't feel like he was a great father due to his past struggles with alcohol and drugs and how living with Tim these past few years has allowed him to make amends. And then Tim accepts this uh, apology or accepts these amends and he says just these wonderful words of, um, of love and care and he expresses his absolute truth. I want to repeat some of the words that Tim says. He says, Dad, you've been an inspiration. You've been a great example. I love you. I love every day with you. I'm very proud of you as a father. And this is just a great example of him communicating absolute truth to his father. I want to revisit the C.S. Lewis quote and read it one more time. And it states, we are not metaphorically, but in very truth, a divine work of art, something that God is making and therefore something with which you will not be satisfied until it has a certain character. Lewis not only expresses that we are a work of art, but also that we are a work of art in the making. And I believe that God partners with us to shape the work of art in others. That is by communicating to others how much we appreciate them, how much we are proud of them, how much we love and care for them. We are actively partnering with God to reshape and repaint the ongoing masterpiece that is their life. And so I want to return to the question that I posed to you at the beginning of this sermon, which is, what truth does God want you to share with others? And my hope is that you would share with others how much you approve of them, which is based on the absolute truth that God views them as a masterpiece. And yes, sharing relative truths is helpful, but we can change lives by sharing and viewing others as God views them, holy, beloved, a masterpiece, a work of art. And so my challenge for you today is to consider just one person in your life who you can share this absolute truth with. Maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a colleague, a coworker, a family member, or a loved one. And I can't think of a better time than during this pandemic when a lot of our spirits are low, when we're faced with uh, death on the news and, and depression and fear and a lot of panic and people need their spirits to be lifted up and I encourage you to pick up a phone call a friend text them and share this absolute truth with them may God stir within you a desire to bless others by viewing them as God's masterpiece and be reminded that God views you in the same way blessings Westlight please remain safe and please remain healthy